And I just yelled out, okay, I'm tired of fighting. I don't want to fight anymore. I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. I want to be surrounded by nothing but positive people. Welcome to Sacred Leaders with me, Sacred Tassias, leadership and embodiment coach, author, speaker, entrepreneur, humanitarian, and modern medicine woman. And you have found a podcast where today's top leaders, conscious entrepreneurs, spiritual teachers, and personal development experts share with you the insights, tools, hacks, and strategies to help you bring more depth and embodiment to your life and leadership and amplify your impact from the inside out. Today's guest is Garen Jones, who is truly a powerful example of commitment and infinite possibility. Garen has a really powerful story that took him from years of homelessness and jail to becoming a best-selling author, a seven-figure serial entrepreneur, and a transformation coach. He shares his story in this episode, and it is such a perfect example of how you can go through so many difficult things in life, but that doesn't mean that you will never find success. He is truly inspirational and he is an advocate for living a healthy life, a business coach, a speaker, and the best-selling author of his latest book, Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life. In this episode, he shares with us his powerful story, which I gotta say is filled with golden nuggets. He also shares the top three mindset shifts that completely transformed his life and how he managed to change his mindset in the first place. We also jam on community and how to surround yourself with people that inspire you and call you to a bigger game, but also how to feel worthy of calling in those connections and those relationships. We go into what's the biggest and most powerful thing, in his opinion, that we can do to amplify our impact as leaders and so much more. Garen shared so much wisdom and powerful nuggets on this episode and I really am so excited to share it with you. I was actually buzzing for two days after this episode. I noticed so much inspiration and motivation was running through me just after having this conversation. So I hope it has the same impact on you and if you want to dive deep into this juicy episode with us, keep on listening as we dive right into it. Garen, thank you so much for making the time to be here in Sacred Leaders. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just, I'm grateful for people like you that allow stories like mine to have wings. So thank you. Yeah, such a pleasure. So speaking about stories, you have a really powerful, inspiring story um, so I'd like to start there. Like, what was your journey to becoming the man that you are now? Um, I'll start in 2011. I was living in my car for two and a half years. Um, I was about $200,000 in debt. I was overweight. My mom was dying. My girlfriend had just broken up with me. And my daughter pretty much disowned me because I wasn't handling my end on being a, you know, just like a responsible father, responsible period. And I just couldn't seem to figure out how to navigate life, especially with all these trials and tribulations happening at the same time. Well, there was a time where I just was like, I don't even see a reason for living. Like I have all these gifts and all these talents and I'm, I don't know how to be successful. I don't know how to put myself out in the world. And I was just like, well, what's, what's the point? Yeah. And I remember saying, either I die right now or I do something about it. And I remember I started blaming everybody, my friend, my girlfriend, my family, my dead father, my mom, school, my skin color, the news, the weather, the president of the United States. I blamed everybody for my life being wrong. 
but the one person that I didn't blame was myself. So it was August, 2011, where everything just really just, it just hit the nail on the coffin, the final nail. And I just yelled out, okay, I'm tired of fighting. I don't wanna fight anymore. I wanna be healthy. I wanna be happy. I wanna be surrounded by nothing but positive people. I just wanna inspire people and I wanna make a bunch of money, but I want the money to represent something that I passionately believe in. Just show me a sign, show me a sign, show me a sign. And a week later, I'm at the gas station with my last $2. And a homeless guy walks up to me and asks me for money. And I said, you have more money than me. And he said, change your mindset, change your life. And it was in that moment right there. It was like I had a conscious interrupt. And I was like, change your So if my mind is set on something, then that's why the result is what it is. And if I do different with the same circumstance, my life will change. It's been nine years and I just trained myself to start doing the opposite of anywhere in my life where I wasn't happy. Yeah. And that led me to being healthy. That led me to being surrounded by happy, goal-driven people. So naturally you become the community that you hang around with. That led me into workshops and seminars and you know, I stopped going to nightclubs, chasing women every night. Now I'm chasing a better version of myself every day going to workshops. So with the same energy, I just transferred it to something else that built me up as a person and now is overflowing into the world. Mm, yeah, that's really inspiring. And what I love about that is that it's this powerful example of how our determination and our commitment really has the ability to, to direct the trajectory of our lives, right? Because it's easy for people to see those that are really quote unquote killing it and have the big business and the beautiful wife or husband and the big house and the car and all the things and think that somehow God grazed them more or somehow they had it easier. Somehow they're just more special, but really is in those choices, like you're saying every single day that we are either voting towards that life that we want to create or going completely against it. But it's easy, just like you were mentioning, to blame everybody else and to think that it's yeah. because of whatever circumstance, whatever situation, right? I love, what I love about that is that, that embodied um, example of it. And now I love to know why your book is called Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life. I didn't know that background story and it's powerful. And I know that your story, like you're sharing, proves that you are that embodied um, example for yourself. So and I would go ahead. Growth keeps going. So I'm, I'm embodied from the past stuff, but then now you get married. Now you move into a house. Now you move to a new city. There's always trials and tribulations. I call them growth opportunities so that they can strengthen you so that you can be cultivated into your next level. Yeah, totally. It's like that golden freedom ticket that you can either choose to take it and really run with it, or you can choose to throw it on the floor and just go, poor me, here's the situation, here's the challenge, here's the thing. Um, with your book, I would love to know, what would you say are the top, let's say three um, mindset shifts that you created for yourself or that you, really took on that allowed you to go from that homelessness and really feeling uninspired and having all of those things show up in your life to the person that you are now and the opportunities that you've created for yourself? Well, the three mindset shifts, the, the main one was creating a vision for how I wanted my life to look. Because if you don't create that possibility, you don't get pulled into the possibility of the future. You recreate the variation of your past. And if you're not happy because of things that happened in your past, then your future now becomes your new past. So one thing is I said, well, you know what? This is what I want. This is why I want it. This is when I want to do it by. And 
I started focusing and having a vision of how I wanted my life and carrying myself completely different, not as a victim, but as somebody with confidence. And I never really had confidence like that, but I was practicing. I had to practice my way into the possibility. But when you embody possibility, that's why it exists in your life. Because the, 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 the thoughts that you give the most power to uh, show up as the physical equivalent in your life. So that's number one is create a vision for myself that's a, more of a positive narrative than the one that I was actually living in. And then two, seeking. This is very, very important. Not waiting for people to come to me, but seeking a new community that I wanted people that inspired me, like hanging out with friends that remind me of where my future will be instead of hanging out with people that remind me of my past. So I surrounded myself around a completely new set of people, people who were healthy, happy, goal-driven, worked hard, like got things done. And I had never, ever been surrounded by nobody like that. I was surrounded by negative, complaining, nagging victims who, who just was like, when is it ever going to happen for me? You grow 10 times faster by way of community than you do by yourself. That's why they always say flowers grow much faster uh, together than they do by themselves. So that's number two. And number three is being willing to put yourself out there. That I was never willing to put myself out there, but they say nine out of 10 millionaires failed their way to success. But it wasn't about the failures. It was about how many times they learned lessons by risking and keep on going. You know, Richard Branson, big time billionaire, he had like 150 companies before Virgin Megastore happened. He had a car line, he had a makeup line. None of those worked or he learned lessons from all of those. So being willing to put myself out there, that was just, I just put myself out there, go and do this. Okay, go and uh, go talk to these people, go, go meet up with these people, go around this, go connect with this meetup group, go hiking with, I was just putting myself out there so that I can be exposed and stimulated in new, new environments and around new people. Yeah, powerful. And I know for a lot of people, this will make a lot of sense. And then the next question that comes up is, and how will I do that, right? Because it's, it makes absolute sense what you're saying, of course, like you are creating that environment and that soil so that you can really grow into the person that you want to grow. And what I find personally for a lot of my clients that are entrepreneurs and they reach, and they reach a certain level of success, but when it comes to going to the next level and opening up to more abundance or more opportunities, growing, scaling their brand, their businesses, there's this level of resistance and procrastination. And can I really do it? So even though they have all the tools and they know this is what I should be doing, there's this really heavy resistance to doing it. So what supported you in those moments where maybe that default part of you wanted to just go back and keep with what was familiar, what supported you in continuing to move forward? So one thing is if you just acknowledge that I'm always moving forward. So you can't change what you're not aware of. You know, I was in a business, I was, a, I was in a business uh, and for the last four years, I've been in the same spot in business. And I literally said, oh my God, there's something wrong with me, da, 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 even at this level, you know, earning seven figures and things like that. But like, I was saying that, but then somebody had to point out, they were like, Garen, in those four years, you finally got your relationship with your daughter. You attracted your soulmate. You retired your mom. You put out a best-selling book. You put, there was so many different things. I was like, oh my God. 
I never even acknowledged all of the other things. And if I was just focused on business, what else am I focused on? That means I'm putting money over other things that are actually more important that bring you money. So I lost focus on where, so it's, it's truly identifying, what are you really focused on? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my, I was, wait, no, I had a, I got my relationship with my daughter back. Oh, I was moving forward. But it's not always linear. It's not always linear like this. It can, you know, when flowers grow, it's not like in a row like this. It goes, boop, and then one over here, boop. When eggs, eggs hatch, one over here, one back here, one back here. But if you pan out and look at the scope of your life, you did move forward. And a lot of people move forward, they just don't look at certain things. Maybe you got a divorce. Maybe that was the thing that was creating space for the next level for you to move forward in your business. So when you pan out, you're able to see things. And that's what I had to learn how to do was really pan out and look at my whole life, everything. So that, that's why now I focus on whole life success and whatever you focus on grows. And, yeah. and you know, so through that, it's more about the conversation around awareness. You're like, oh, I'm stuck. In what way? Define stuck for me. Oh, my business, my business, my business. Well, how's your relationship with your kids? And when was the last time you acknowledged that? So what I know about the universe is you can't appreciate a nickel, you won't get a quarter. You can't appreciate a dollar, you won't get a hundred. But when you truly appreciate and give gratitude to the grand scope of things in your life, abundance always finds its home there because it's a favorable environment for growth. Yeah. I love that. Yes, definitely. And that gets me thinking and that importance um, to really cultivate that gratitude, right? And to really cultivate that space of celebration, to give thanks for what we do have, because at the end of the day, it's so easy as well in business, because there's always going to be the next goal. There's always going to be the next level. There's always going to be something. So you dream about hitting that six figure mark and then you do, and now you want a seven figure mark. And when you do, there's keep going. And it's like never exactly like the end line. It's always moving. I had a client actually um, earlier this week ask me, um, she was sharing about her program and the fact that she hadn't enrolled as many people as she wanted. And she was frustrated at herself because of that. And we're doing embodiment work. And I said to her, she said, when will it be enough? No matter how much I achieve, I never feel like it's enough. And I said to her, you know, it's never going to be enough until you choose it is right now. It doesn't matter how much you achieve. It doesn't matter how much money you make. If you don't have that mindset, like you're sharing, of really celebrating and giving thanks for having the awareness of what you do have right now, it's just never going to be enough. You're going to lose more weight. You're going to have more muscles. You're going to have more. It's never going to be enough. It will never be enough until you realize that you're enough. Yeah. When you realize that, you know what? I am enough. Then it gives you the freedom to do things, but with the, oh my God, I gotta, it's, it's gotta get, it, now it has power over you. Now you have no identity because you've given your power away to the thing. And in that, and in that um, topic of being enough, something that you said earlier was around seeking a new community. And I know that for a lot of people, um, there is this desire to have more driven people, more passionate, goal-oriented people that are playing bigger games and that are inspiring and healthy, but somewhere deep down feels like they're not worthy of those friendships. They're not worthy of that type of people being around them. So what would your advice be or what supported you in really feeling like you get to have a place in those communities? You get to be surrounded by those people, regardless of where your current 
let's say quote unquote status i don't really believe in that but your current situation is like and i went exactly through that i was living in my car during the time where i chose a new community mind you i said chose so i heard john c maxwell say successful people are willing to do the things that unsuccessful people won't do well all of my friends were unsuccessful in many areas of their life so i didn't know what successful people really did so i started to research them and then i went around i was like oh man they're talking different they're dressing different the way that they build people up is like different but they also had what i wanted at some point you've got to make a choice you get to make a choice and if you don't make a choice it's not going to come flop on your backyard so i have actually real i don't dance around the subject i have real conversations with people it's like you've done enough of this your whole life if you want it for another 10 years keep doing you however if you want something different you've got to do something different and if you don't wherever you go you get to take yourself with you and those same results so is that something that you want no okay here's what i suggest and if you don't do it i don't know what to tell you like because I, i can't I can't support everyone. However, I can lead you to it, but you're going to have to fish yourself. I can even show you how to fish, but you're going to have to put that pole on to pull into the water. Or I can tell you everything about having balance on a bike. Well, guess what? You're not going to get balance no matter how many books you read, how many masters you have in 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 psychology or whatever until you get on the bike and fall down and then get back up and fall down and then one day boom balance happens that's the same exact process with something that you're trying to enroll or acquire into your life yeah definitely there's a lot of people that won't try for fear fear of failure And in this case, with new communities, I think that is fear of rejection, fear of not being um, welcome, not fitting in. But at the end of the day, it's like you're saying, well, you have to go for it. You have to try. And yes, you will be rejected sometimes. And yes, you will be, um, you will fail sometimes. But really, when you look at it from that perspective of, well, if everything is that golden ticket to freedom, to growth, to opportunity, then it's never a loss. Um, Otherwise, we wouldn't do anything, right? I am scared of being heartbroken, so I don't get into a relationship ever. But really, I want to share my love with somebody so deeply. So it is that courage, I guess, to putting ourselves yeah. in the online. You either win or you learn. And if you're learning, you're winning. So everything is always a win-win if you choose to see it that way. Yeah, totally. I recently um, listened to a talk, really loved it, um, that you, you were sharing a conversation on this round table with some other leaders, Astria Blue, that's coming on the podcast next week, uh, Peter Brown, Alisa Navriga, just some really inspiring, um, beautiful people. And you were all discussing some ways in which we can support um, people in this journey of really expanding consciousness in humanity. Some tangible ways in which we could be, we can be the leaders that that create that contribution, not just from a, from a space of thought and conceptual ideas, but actually tangible ways in which we can do this. So I would love to hear some of your thoughts on this. How I know this question comes up for a lot of people in the entrepreneurial journey as leaders and aspiring leaders. How can I amplify my impact? How can I do something that it's of great service, that it's actually impacting people's lives and not just making money? And sometimes people don't really know where or how to start. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Focus in. I would even go out there to try to find what your soul has been trying to reveal to you. I, I, I feel personally, the greatest way to make the biggest impact is impact yourself personally. Everything that I talk about, 
when I went to prison and overcame that, when I lived in my car and overcame that, you know, there's like going from house to house to house to girl's house to couch to couch and overcoming that, not coming for money, overcoming that. You know, there's so many different things. But guess what? I shared my journey and so many people who are, millions of people who are going through that said, how'd you do that? It's easy for me to share from personal experience what I did. That has grown my impact because I've impacted myself so much that I would feel guilty not to share what I've learned through the process. So I wouldn't look out there to make the big impact. I would really ask yourself and learn more about you. Like, why do you eat meat? Why do you not eat meat? Who named you? Why do you wear the colors that you wear? Like, where were you born? How did your father treat you? If he treated you bad, okay, have you dealt with that? If you haven't dealt with that, I promise you, you're paying the price for it now. Same thing with your mom, because you're probably dating a guy that reminds you of your dad or a girl that reminds you of your mom or somebody in your life. All of these different things are worlds of lessons that people are struggling with right now that when you deal with your own stuff and you deal with your own healing and you work towards self-mastery within, you have a wealth of knowledge to share with the people. And the greatest way to change the world is by changing yourself and sharing them, sharing with them how you did it. Not portraying somebody that you want people to see you as, really being that authentic expression of you while seeking your fullest expression and sharing all your lessons. That's the only way that I know. I'm sure there's other people, other ways, but there's nothing more powerful than a fully authentic, fully expressive, expressive version of you because it shows other people and it gives other people permission to be free just by way of example. Because people don't do what you say, they do what they see. Yeah, that's really powerful. And I love that you brought this up because I often feel like, I don't know how much you know about my work, but apart from coaching and being in this, um, personal development world. I'm also a medicine woman and I work with plant medicines and I have been for years. And what I find in the personal development world sometimes is that there is a glorification of tools and methods and the three-step thing to do. And sometimes I laugh at my clients' faces because they come to me with a question and they expect this four-step way that you can overcome all of this. And my answers sometimes are really simple and sometimes uncomfortable, right? It's like you get to sit with yourself. There is no nothing that you can like write three sentences and then put three affirmations and then you're done. It's all about the journey within. And yeah. I love to hear leaders in this industry like you um, sharing this message and amplifying this message because it's easy as well in this disposable society that we live in where there's a quick fix to everything. You want to lose a hundred pounds in 10 days, you can do that. You want to lose, you want to get... $1 million in three days with my business course, you can do it. And we've lost this um, understanding and awareness that the work is really nothing but to go inwards, to really find that space of liberation. And I always say this, like I'm doing this work for my own journey of liberation mm -hmm. because I want to be free. I want to be free from everything that doesn't serve me. Like you were saying, all the stories I carry from how I was treated, how I was raised all of those things and in that journey I learned tools and tips that I can share with people and I can share my story like you were saying but really it's about that um, work within so I really appreciate you sharing this because I know it's easy sometimes to hear and have this idea that there's a method and a three-step something for everything and sometimes all it takes is to do that like you say to commit to your own journey of life yeah here's the three-step method choose yourself <laughs> there's your three steps right there and it's you know and people be like no i, I don't get it I'm, like, everything derives from somewhere everything it's just like why do you do the things that you do if you have no idea then that means you're operating off of someone else's stimulus 
If you're operating off of someone else's st stimulus, there's no freedom inside of that. You're just pass down to pass down, the hand down, the hand down. If you don't know why you do what you do. I remember, I remember asking my mom, I said, mom, why do I eat chicken? She was like, cause that's what I fed you. And I didn't like that answer. And you know, there's other people, they have all these scientific reasons, you're harming the animals and everything. I didn't get into the research. I just didn't like the fact that I didn't have a choice. I'm just doing something that somebody made me do. So in that moment, I said, I'm not gonna eat chicken until I choose, I want to eat chicken. Five years later, here we are. So, it, but I remember I said, I want to eat this, that catfish or that salmon. I remember saying that, but I chose that. There's a lot of things in people's lives that they just do, it's because they saw their parents doing. And if that influence you're doing, then that means you're operating off your parents' stimulus and there's no freedom inside of that at all because they're operating from their parents' stimulus or whoever, whoever household they were in that domesticated them. That's why I do a lot of deep, 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 deep work that derived from like around four and five years old. And so that's why even plant medicine, I did, I had my first ceremony last week. It made so much sense to me and I knew exactly how to integrate once I got out because I've done so much deep traumatic work that has to do with deepening the heart, opening the heart, letting go, forgiveness, loving people. I was like, this makes sense to me. And it, I had the most profound experience and it was part of my next level, major block that something happened to me when I was four. So it, it's it, the only way out is through. You can kid yourself all you want, but you know, you, you pull a weed from the top it's gonna grow right back. It's not until you pull that weed from the root until you can actually plant something else there. Totally, yeah. And if you don't do your shadow, like your shadow lasts you, literally. It's oh, you yeah. go and find it or it's gonna be there anyways. It's gonna be conditioning mm -hmm. everything. There's, I love that you spoke about self-domestication because there's this book, um, The Mastery of Self by Don Miguel uh, Ruiz Jr. Yes, and he speaks about, yeah. He speaks about that. We are the only species that self-domesticates. So we learn these things that we need to do and how we need to be in order to be loved and accepted by our community, our caretakers, um, the people around us as we are kids through our childhood. And then we, once we have, let's say, left our mom's house or our dad's house or whatever it is, we continue to domesticate ourselves in the way we were domesticated back then. So it's this really fascinating thing that we are the only animals that do this. We domesticate ourselves based on the domestication that we received growing up. So until we do what you say, then you're like, why do I do this? Do I choose this? Until we start making those intentional choices, we are completely domesticating ourselves in a way that is not intentional, that is not aware, and that we didn't choose. And that also leads me to, even whenever you were saying how people wanna to go to the next level, even though they've been successful, but they kind of stay in the thing because they stay inside of their comfort zone, which is a form of domestication. Yeah. And there's not enough momentum at the next level to, for you to gain ground. So it's easy to be like, oh, but this is familiar. This is the land of familiar. I know that tree, I know that. But you know, it's like when you go to a brand new school with new students and you're like, oh my God, this school seems so big and da, da, da. But that's where the gold is. Yeah. On the other side of that is the door to more. Mm. And it's good to remember because it's easy to freak out. Like personally right now, I am going through growing pains. I feel like every single part of my being is being stretched. I feel yeah. like life is calling me to a way bigger game in all areas of my life, relationship, in my business, in my leadership, and in my spiritual path. So I feel so stretched and it would be so easy for me to go into the poor little old me. Why is this happening to me? 
why is it becoming challenging in my relationship why is it why am i uncomfortable in this way when i try to do this thing in my business or why do i feel you know why are my ceremonies 10 times more intense right now like really i could go into why this and i think that this is something that is so important to remember because then that creates that awareness creates a choice to really see that as an opportunity like you were saying either you you win or you learn and if you learn you're winning and what we are growing there's this growing pain sometimes that can be so uncomfortable and so challenging but if we keep that reminder in mind I feel like we can face all of this with a lot more grace yes yes indeed and and exactly what I, I use an analogy I always speak in analogies to to so people can can embody that thought in something that they can really relate to. Yeah. You know, like you, even you said, you're like, you know, I'm, I'm called to a bigger gang, so I'm feeling stretched. I've done ultra marathons before. So I've run 60 miles at one time uh, over a mountain and things like that. If you have never run a mile and you say, hey, Coach Garen, I want to train for a marathon. Do you think I'm going to give you a workout that's there so that you can compete in a mile? No, I'm going to give you a workout that's based off of the things that you said that you wanted. You want to run this big race, so I'm going to give you the proper training that's necessary to stretch you and grow you so that you can be strong enough to go across that finish line. Now, it all depends on how you want to finish. Do you want to walk across? Do you want to run across? Do you want to compete? Do you want to get a first place? Do you want to get a world record? Okay, based off of the specifics of your ask, that determines the workout that I'm going to give you. So when you have that, that's how it, that's how it allows me to continue navigating. When I know I'm being called for something bigger, I know the stretches are coming. I know it's, it's so crazy because... That's why they don't put first graders in fifth grade. You've actually got to pass tests to comprehend that you can even navigate through this grade. And once you pass this test, you go to the next grade, next grade, next grade, next grade. Now you're in the fifth grade. I'm being called to go to my fourth year in college while I'm in the 11th grade as far as spirituality. I can, so I, all these things are coming like, and in school, you don't just take one test at the end of the year. You actually have about nine tests simultaneously. But yeah. what people do is they say, why is all this happening to me at the same time? <laughs> or, or, ooh, I'm on the verge of something big. And what if you could, instead of saying, why is all this happening and being a victim? What if you could say, Thank you for making me better. Thank you for making me stronger. Thank you for uh, making me wiser. Thank you for developing me into that next level personality. And you, when you meet it with gratitude, <sighs> gratitude is the glue that holds life together and gives all of your goals wings. Mm, I love that quote. Yes, definitely. And that's the thing, like to really, that's the, the mindset shift, like we were speaking before, to, okay, if everything is happening for a reason, and if I make it my absolute certain belief that everything is happening so that I can win, everything is happening so that I can grow, everything is happening so that I can be the most expanded version of myself, then these two shall be because of that even when it gets really uncomfortable. And I was speaking to my mom earlier today and I said that, she's like, how are you going? I said, I'm expanding a lot. She's like, oh, that doesn't mean you're really uncomfortable. She's like, you say that every time things get like really messy. I'm like, well, it's true, it's what's happening. And, you know, just having that, that certainty gives us or gives me the courage and the strength to just not only continuing moving forward with that grace and that gratitude, like you were saying, but also to dive deeper instead of wanting to run away because it's messy and it's uncomfortable and numbing myself and putting on Netflix or, you know, uh, drinking or whatever it is that I would do to numb myself. I don't really, I'm, 
I'm not really into those things, but whatever people do to numb themselves, instead of doing that, I can have the courage to dive a little deeper, to sit with that, to sit with the discomfort, to see what's coming up from that. Like, what do I get to learn in those moments? Because a lot of the times when things get uncomfortable, we have that tendency of just scrolling down through Instagram for a little longer or going out some more, going out for dinner instead of really sitting with ourselves, going for a walk in nature, like seeing what's in it. Because once we go back to feeling super good and having everything be easy and in flow, we lose that, that perspective. We can't see so, we can't reach so deeply into ourselves and see what's going on there. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Hmm. There's something that you mentioned before as well that um, before we started recording that is around your passion for supporting kids and youth. And I would love to learn more about that. Like, yeah, tell us more. Well, you know, I, I was always trying to figure out like what my mission was and I loved inspiring people and people would get inspired and take committed action because you know, inspiration is one thing, but when people actually apply what they learn, it's another thing. And, um, but one place that always was like in the back of my head is like, man, I'm really good with kids. Like freakishly good. Like I know how to communicate because I play in the, in the, I play in the essence of the child spirit, even inside of this adult body. This is the thing that keeps the energy going. This is the thing, it's like a butterfly. And kids resonate with that. Like I'm sometimes with like younger kids that don't really like talking to anybody. They're like, yo, how did you get to him? I was like, well, I asked him, you know, what's his favorite song? And I said, let's listen to the song. And I was like, is there a dance that goes with the song? And he showed me the dance. So I was speaking his heart language instead of telling him what he needed to do. And so then I started, you know, I, started going and doing different schools where I go in and I speak and, and, and a lot of times it's inner city, inner city schools or schools that are seen to be bad schools. Like this is the last option before you go to jail uh, or juvenile or kids who have gotten kicked out of school. And I thrive in the communication because you can't be what you can't see. And oftentimes people who go and speak to those kids, they can't relate to them. They can hear their words and like, I mean, it's cool, but like, what does he know about my story? Yeah. But by me sharing up the juvenile, the prison, the homelessness, when I was a stripper, when I was 17, by really, it casts a wide net, but I have the energy of the youth. And by the time I leave these schools and things, it's like, they're like, we've never seen them react to another person. And so it was always in the back of my mind, but it didn't really hit me till earlier this year when a school that I went to said this, that so many of the kids shifted after your conversation. We hired so many people to come in, but they didn't relate to any of them. And then all of a sudden they wanted to buy all of my books. So a school my, bought my books for every student in that school. Wow. They also are hiring me, paying me $20,000 to go and do a workshop with the teachers on effective communication and emotional intelligence and to do a workshop for the kids. And since then, it's been just, it's been on my radar and all of a sudden this kid stuff start popping up. So part of my mission is doing work with uh, especially young young men young boys who don't really a lot of boys don't have father figures and when they do it's unhealthy masculinity and because i've done all that work i can be in another example or you know other people that i work with be another example of um of a, of a you know of, of a man that 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 young boy can pattern by you know, but so that work is with the young boys and then the kids, but mainly the young men, because we need stronger, healthy, masculine men in the world that that's not in the domestication of how a man should be. But yeah, really look at the statistics right now. Not a lot of really 
healthy mind, body, and soul men in the world operating in their divine masculinity. It's almost obsolete. So it's something I'm extremely passionate about. And this next season, you'll be hearing a lot more about it. I love that. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for that work. I truly do believe that this is something that we get to do to, to do our work and then be a stand for the future generations because yeah. they're the ones that are going to be paving the future of humanity, really. And not just that, but obviously um, when you are in those ages and those stages where there's, we don't pick our families, we don't pick the situations that we find ourselves in. And as innocent children, we don't really have the tools and the emotional intelligence and the, let's say, awareness to choose and and change our reality so drastically like you did later on in your life so it's really powerful to get to support those younger generations to to have this new awareness of what's possible for them in a world where maybe that wasn't possible mm -hmm. yeah that's huge yeah. thank you there's two more questions i want to ask you the first one being um where do people find you and how can people work with you so you can find me um one on my website, which is garenjones.com. And I, it's me operating my Instagram. So garen.jones, Facebook, YouTube. I've, all my videos I've like posted on Instagram. So it's like, I have a YouTube and I don't really use it. However, maybe this is the season to bring it about, but you'll find me anywhere online. Just type in Garen Jones, but definitely Instagram and my website. And, um, that's it. Like I work in health and wellness. So when people need stuff about their health and they want to lose weight or put on muscle, I'm the guy. I work in deep trauma, but I don't call it trauma because if I focus on trauma, I'll call that into my life. I call it inner child activation. I love that. Yeah. See, when I'm really, my, my energy, when I focus on trauma, trauma, healing trauma, healing trauma. If I, if I keep saying that, some other stuff, I'm gonna call stuff in my life, inner child activation, you come in, we work on trauma, we work, we work on so many different things. So um, just inner, the inner child activation, I'm doing workshops, not at this moment, I'm just, we're, me and my wife, we're focusing on a baby, we're focusing on, we just moved into this house, so this is like the number one priority. And my book, Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life, is on Amazon, anywhere globally, paperback and Kindle. And we're about to start the process of doing the audiobook. Awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. I'm going to leave all of the links in the show notes for anyone and everyone. And the last question is also, I just want to say, uh, good luck with the baby stuff. That's really Perfect. exciting. I heard that. I was like, yes, love the baby stuff. Awesome. And the last question is, in your opinion, what makes a leader sacred? What makes a leader sacred? One, what makes, that's a good question. What makes a leader sacred? Because a leader is a, is a title. I don't think a title makes you sacred. So I don't, nothing makes a leader sacred. However, a soul, when it actually connects with its own soul and whatever whatever's inside that you've come here to bring and then you bring it and you know and you're, you're certain to what it is, the certainty inside of that and then being able to share that with the world, it makes it appear to be a sacred leader However, nothing makes a leader sacred because a leader is a title that somebody gave. Then I have you focus on a title. No, like have it here and by nature, you'd be a sacred leader. Mm, I love that. I think this is the most unique answer I've received so far to this question. Um, yeah. So yeah, thank you. I love that. You're thank welcome. you, Garen, for your work. Thank you for taking the time to be here. I really appreciate it. And for really being, going first and being that embodiment of 
and that example of what can be possible, what is possible for others to be inspired and reminded. Thank you so much. And thank you again for the opportunity to just express myself. And, you know, my intention was for at least one person to really feel like I'm talking to them, but it's actually the message reminding you of what your soul already knows, just so you can say me too, and then honor that and, and apply it and it produce extraordinary results into your life. Yes. Yes. I hope to that. Thank you. You're so welcome. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found something valuable you can apply to your own life. And if you want more of this content, be sure to subscribe so you get notified when new episodes are released. And if you've gotten value from the podcast, I would really love and appreciate if you leave us a review as I really help with spreading the word and making this content available to more people. Now, if you are a female entrepreneur, listen up because this could be of interest to you. I am opening up a couple of spaces for my private four months mentorship. I only work with a select few people at a time on this private capacity. And this is one of those times when I'm calling in a couple of epic female entrepreneurs that are ready and committed to doing the embodiment work to access their ultimate potential. This is for you if you want to connect with your deepest truth and most authentic expression. If you want to fully own your gifts and build the inner confidence and inner alignment needed to stand out as a leader in your industry. A lot of my clients are already killing it in business. So it doesn't matter whether you are just studying or have an established business. This is about the inside out game. This is about you being a stand for your deepest truth and your deepest alignment and the results that you are able to create from that space. So if you want to amplify your results from the inside out, then this mentorship could be for you. Everything, including leadership, starts with him. And after coaching hundreds of women on this, I can say that this work impacts everything in life in the most profound and potent way. So I'm going to leave the link to apply for my one-on-one -on -one mentorship in the show notes. You can also find it on my website, secretassies.com, when you go to work with me and then private coaching or one-on-one -on -one coaching. And as easy as this, you just have to fill out the application. I'll personally read through every single one of them. And if I think that I can really support you and I can be the coach for you, I'll be in touch to arrange a call. I'm sending you all lots of love and thanks again for taking the time of your day to listen to this episode.